decision. I want to win championships. I want to win bowl games. And what else is better place to do it in your city? The power of home represents something. The DMV, like you try to explain it to people that aren't from there, and it's hard to explain it. That thing we talk about, Maryland Pride, is real. And today, we're going to play with Maryland Pride. He's got to go! Touchdown, Maryland! The Terrapins have one last shot at winning this game. Three seconds, two seconds, one second, throws it up. Money! And he got it! And the Terrapins win at the buzzer! Oh, Stevie Francis, showtime. Oh, man. What a play by Bias. Holy cow. Maryland hits the road to beat Penn State. Maryland pulls off the upset. They have defeated number one, and the celebration is on. And the kids have done it. Maryland wins their first ever national championship. Holding up Indiana, 64 to 52, and let's listen and look at the celebration. Be not afraid of greatness. Some are born great. Some achieve greatness. And others host college sports and recruiting podcasts. You're listening to IMS Radio at InsideMarylandSports.com. Your hosts, Jeff Ehrman, Paul Douglas, and Larry France. Well, fellas, it was a beautiful... <laughs> it was a beautiful victory for the Lady Terps. They won by 53. Look at Paul. What's he doing? <laughs> he doesn't even have his earphones in. I had a whole bit ready to talk about how the Lady Terps won. He's going to ignore the other stuff. He's just, what's he doing? That's not even alcohol, Paul. Come on. He he emptied it, and he filled it with, like, iced tea. There's no way. No, it's not real alcohol. Come on, man. I believe it. <laughs> okay. You believe it's real alcohol, or you think it's, like, iced tea, Jeff? Uh, I believe I believe there's a chance it's real alcohol. That was a lot. If that was real alcohol, that was a lot. Paul? What? Can you hear? Was it real alcohol or not? That's what we were joking about. Stop, man. You're making him break character. You're ruining the whole bit, Larry. Glenn Kinchy, 1990. It was real? It was I real? Waste, I don't waste shit like that, Lawrence. Well, look, we didn't plan this, but here we go. This is good old Johnny Walker Black, and this is real. Diet Pepsi, 2021. <laughs> Vintage. This is not how I planned on drinking this. Okay, I think it's real. It is real. Okay. Or he's putting on a good act. Yeah. Nice what one. Do you, what do you want from me? What? Why are we here? Hey, I had been advocating for years for the drunk show. Maybe this is it. We never actually did the drunk show. Although I suppose some of our live shows could have been conceived uh, were, yeah those were i'm pretty sure those count <laughs> the, pretty sure those count the on location shows i should say like austin, in texas austin was, was definitely <laughs> drunk show there were people doing springing shots up to us like the whole time during that show. well i mean that was just a drunk weekend i mean, <laughs> I mean that, that, was, that was me buying the shots jeff that was 
Hey, Madison, another round. Not partially you, but there are a lot of random people there who just kept bringing up shots on their own. We had a yes, con push up contest and people were what were we raising money for? Some sort of charity and people It was the uh it was the hurricane, right? There was the hurricane yeah. that hit uh Texas up just throwing down hundreds of dollars at a time. Yeah. That was I mean, I yeah, because I just I just got the idea like randomly as we were going on. I'm like, screw this! I'm taking over the show. Everybody throws down some <clears> money <throat> on Seth or on Ahmed, and let's do this thing. We end up, you know, end up being like fifteen hundred dollars or some shit. These people are probably so sick of hearing us reminisce about Austin. <laughs> it was so great though. The Wait, next time we do it, time whatever. Maybe they'll come awesome. with us. Maybe. Yeah, it was that was. That was amazing. And then you add in the win against Texas in Texas. Oh, my God. So good. Yeah. Remember so when good. good things happened? That was fun. Well, like I said, I was going to start the show with a great thing. The Lady Terps won by 53 points, Paul. 53. They played tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Come on. We're going to chance mean, to win a national title. Look, I, I clown I clown other non-rev sports, um, but that team is good. Like really they good. are really, really good, and <laughs> frankly, at this point, I need something in my life to not suck. So, how uh, good is women's college? How many elite teams are there in women's college basketball where Maryland is the number two seed? Like, I don't follow the game closely enough, but they just the, they're like the Warriors of a few ago. They win every game by twenty points. It's amazing. My sense of it is, my sense was just that there's a way bigger disparity between the teams. So. The really good teams just have absurd records, and they just beat the 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 bottom teams. Are just can't even. It's not even close. Well, that's the question, though, right? Because with women's ball, it's like you usually have like one, two, or three teams, maybe that just are like steps better than everybody else. I don't know whether you know UConn is like that kind of all star team this year, or somebody oh, yeah. you know South Carolina or wh whoever else is good. Like it used to be like UConn and Tennessee, and then everybody else was playing for second i don't know baylor i think is good I, you know i don't South know whether Carolina. yeah Carolina i don't know whether dynasty. right i don't know whether maryland is like in that like range of of the really good teams that could actually win the whole thing or whether to just get to a final four but then they're going to get stomped by somebody maybe i, the I fifth, think maybe this they're the fifth number one seed like alabama was well they play alabama they're tomorrow terrific. also yeah. yeah they put at one o'clock tomorrow they play at Alabama again, weirdly, but they do. I think this year they are in that in that category. They're talking about Poppy Chulo in the chat chat room again. He's going to become a regular segment on the show. Poppy Chulo and his desire for Brian Doan. No comment. Be on the show. <laughs> that sounded really weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, sure any, I'm sure anybody should have too much desire for Brian Doan. <laughs> I mean, his wife should, at least. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to ask Brian Doan about that. Uh, All right, I'm sold. We'll bring him on now so we can ask him. I mean, there's actually plenty of good reasons. Yeah, there's good reasons to have Brian Doan on, but, like, it's not exactly uh, football recruiting high season here. I don't even think they can make – they can still do, still do school visits and whatnot. So, football like, recruiting is tough right now. It's – Hey, it's kind of the slow. It's been a slow run because they signed their whole class in the first signing period, so there was no recruits to write about for that next month before the second one. And uh, with no, like you said, no visits or anything, there's so much less action to talk about, you know. But it'll pick up soon, you know, summertime, June, 
we always have that crazy June commitment spree every year. So, well, are they? Do you know if they're planning on having the? Now that we're now that we're in the you've segued here. Everybody um, tuned in for everybody tuned in for women's basketball, football recruiting, and Brian Doan talk. Right. That's right. That's yes. right. Brian Doan sexy talk. Um, that's are they happening? Are they? <laughs> are they having a planning on having like the typical May evaluation period at this point, or have they said anything about? those kind of camps they normally have and the type of, you know, whether the dead period is going to be ending or extended or anything like that. I don't think there's been any end date announced. It's just the never ending, never ending dead period, man. It's, it's unbelievable. I figured that they would kind of wait and see how things went with the vaccine coming out, but they just keep kicking it down the road. So in, in a way that's not a worse thing for Maryland because it, it helped them last year, right? They had all those, they had a great class. They didn't have to worry about any of those kids visiting Ohio State or Bama or anywhere like that. So, Well, I mean, and the reality is for this class, you've got time, right? Yeah. Like you don't – it's not like signing day is like two months away or something. So, like, you know, there's not really much being lost by kicking the can down the road. It's just you generally have this kind of industry – evaluation period in that you know typically between you know mid-april and the end of may beginning of june so if you don't have that you're gonna end up being like counting on tape from a year ahead of time or some schools didn't even play last year some schools played in the spring like it's just kind of a mess yeah i mean i've talked to them about it it makes it hard it's a big challenge trying to figure out who's who's good and who's not so well jeff you promised us the 16th rated class so whatever happens that's what However they work it out, however they get them, that's what we'll end up with. 16th rated class. Very excited done for Done and done. Done and done. The IMS Radio Bracket Challenge. Oh, some God. interesting updates here. Let's, let's go know. through this. We have some interesting uh, entries in the bracket as well, which I'll go through. And we'll start off with the person in first place. His name is Sean Martin. No idea what his name is on the board because – on CBS, they don't allow you to name your bracket. It's just your name that you register with. But he's got Illinois as his winner, so probably won't be the winner at the end. <laughs> yeah. In 53rd, Phil Hartman from the grave. There you go. That's very good. That's very good. In 71st, Paul, our good friend Thomas Wentz. Hey, Tommy. We, Mom. we, we both Hi. know Tom. We both know Tom. He and I bonded in New York at – it's called – uh, the Abbey, and it's the New York Terps bar, and we, we were there at the same time watching Maryland play. I don't even remember which game it was because I've done it a lot. I bonded with those guys. We should do a live show, uh, on-location show from the Abbey in New York. That would be oh, kick-ass, by the way. Those guys are awesome. Vinny Patel is the guy who runs the New York Terps. He's an awesome guy, and I'm sure he would set that up for us. Okay, in 102nd, Mia Khalifa. The real? Nice. Mia Khalifa in 102nd, and I'm positive it's her because she followed you on Twitter, right, Jeff? I don't know if she does or not. I think she does. I remember she that. She me a lot, but I don't know if she follows me. Oh, yeah. shit. In 127th, Len Elmore's bracket. I have to explain this one a little <laughs> you bit. You have to tell the story. <laughs> yeah. That is the funniest so, fucking thing I've ever seen. Go ahead. I'm going to see. Let me. I'm going to get my <laughs> cell phone here and get the exact quote. Uh, so I've been texting Lenny about coming on the show, and he is going to come on the show, I think, next week. Uh, that is not the person who we joked about in the thread. A few people read that thread on the message board. But in the process, I said, hey, man, 
We get a bracket challenge just for fun, not for money. Please enter it with us. It'd be fun. And we've been texting normally, and all he wrote back was lens bracket and a screenshot of his bracket. <laughs> so I personally entered the picks, and it's actually under the IMS radio name. That's actually those are actually Len Elmore's picks. And I told him I entered them, and he said, "I mean, That's how funny. baller is that, though? <laughs> like, just like, yeah, like yeah. I'm Len Elmore. Snip, put, put it in, me, bitch." bitch. <laughs> and I did it. Boom. Of course I did. I did it for I did it. I'm a legend. Yeah. So he's in he's in 127th. In 144th, we have Mr. Jeffrey Ehrman. About midway. The that's best. That's not of, bad for Jeff. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that's that's I, an improvement. I, I overthink it every year. Every year I overthink it. This year I was looking going through it and I was like, I kept looking at the Big Ten matchups. I was like, I don't feel like they're gonna win. I don't and so I had this sounds like revisionist history, but it's not. I was just going to say had, that. I, I was thinking, no, it really isn't. I had. I was like, I don't feel like they're going. And then I went back. I was like, the Big Ten's so great this year. I can't be picking all these teams to lose. <laughs> so I went ahead. I went Purdue winning. I, you know, I had Illinois going wherever I had them going. All this stuff. And now, I mean, I tweeted about it. So there's proof that I that I didn't buy in. But yeah, study long, study wrong. That's my uh, yearly policy. <laughs> I'll take 149 though. That's out of what. 144, uh, 252 people actually filled out brackets. I think there were 272 that submitted, but about 20 didn't even fill them out. One of them was Walt Williams, by the way. He's in 253, just didn't fill out the bracket. I texted him, I'm like, Walt, get in. I don't see your name in there. He's like, I did it, I did it. And <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then the tournament starts, and... Afterward, it says he's just at zero, so he's he's in 253rd. Okay, but Jeff, you're in 144th, and 164th. Myself, not great. I the way I did my picks, I used Bart Torvik's percent chance to make each round, and then did a little math based on the amount of points each team would get. Did some expected value. Is it worth betting the lower seed based on the expected value? That did not work. Okay, probably largely because of the Big Ten. Yeah. Yeah. In 168th, four points behind me, Paul Douglas. Paul Better Douglas. Better than dead last, which I was at the end of Thursday. <laughs> dead last. Out of everyone, you're 252nd. Yep. And one under, tied with Paul right now, Chris Naki. Ah, there you go. I feel Chris better Naki now. Chris Naki tied with Paul. And then I'm, I'm going to choose to think that this is the former Maryland player. In 198th, Daniel Miller. I'm going to choose to believe that this is <laughs> Danny Miller who played for the Terps and transferred to Notre Dame. He was on the Final Four team the year before they won the national championship. He played small forward. There was a glut. It was playing time issue with him and Byron Mouton, if you remember correctly. Danny left, opened up the starting spot for Byron Mouton, and probably fixing the chemistry on the team. Had he not left, maybe don't win. Did, did he, he uh, transfer right he, out of the national championship ring? Yeah. Well, did, did he go to Notre Dame and then change his name to Daniel Miller as opposed to Danny Miller? Kind of like, you know, I, like I don't remember up that now. Yeah. I don't remember. He's a big time recruit. Yeah. Yeah. He but was, he, he transferred to Notre Dame, was not on the national championship team. He was right. on the Final Four team the year before, transferred out. Cheers. Paul, you he's just still cheers a guy. You just cheers a guy losing a ring? Like, that's pretty was, fucked up, man. I was cheersing you guys really more. 
cheersing you guys. We got a lot of people in the chat. The funniest comment so far, been a bunch of comments, is that the pictures behind Jeff are crooked. Not crooked. <laughs> I love not it. Crooked. And they're like, they're like scales are like ten bucks at Home Depot, Jeff. They're not that's crooked. The it's, it's my my laptop that's crooked because I've got it stacked on like. Six I, of I my don't know. Books. If you look at the Baltimore sign, the Baltimore I, I, Columbia Waldorf, and then you look at the the yeah, other dude, picture, I think they're not, they're not lined with each other. The cold one is definitely leaning. <laughs> yeah, leaning I don't, left. I don't know. How's that? Better? That's better. It's better. It's Perfect. still. That's little, pretty. That's that's pretty good. It's Perfect. angled a little weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You can't just let it go. Those, I mean, that's the thing. Those are the funniest, the funniest comments so far in the chat room. We got a good chat room for the state of things. I didn't expect too many people, but it's decent. A lot of people watching right now, and hopefully a lot of people watch. Want to play? Did you post the live link on Twitter, Jeff? I did. Oh, okay. There we go. That's That's probably what it is. So... After that, I guess we have to talk about yesterday. I I have found all the Terps that live in my BFE Virginia neighborhood, and I gathered them at my house. We had a little Terp watching party, and for about 10 minutes, it was great. We jumped and went crazy when Aaron Wiggins threw down the ESPN Sports Center dunk. It was good. And then he made the mass substitution, and I said it at the time. I'm sure everybody did. What are you doing? And everybody is like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm like, the game's over. You guys don't understand. The Heat literally just lost the game. They're going to go on a run, and all the momentum's gone. He just lost the game. And they're like, it's, they got 30 minutes to go in the game. I'm like, nope, it's over. And I sat there despondent the rest of the time, like, okay, whatever. It's over. Never got angry, never got upset, knew it was coming, and it happened. A lot of people are posting about that. I caught some grief for not mentioning that in my post-game reactions, but I mean, I feel like that's just a turning point. Yes, it was a turning point, but there would have been a turning point no matter what, right? Maryland wasn't winning that game. It's like Michigan. They could play them as many times as you want this season, and they wouldn't beat them. Alabama was too quick, too balanced, too good. I, you know, and and this is this is revisionist history because I did go into the game thinking that Maryland had maybe a thirty percent chance. After watching them, the two teams—I mean, I don't think Maryland's capable of beating that team. Honestly, that no. was that was a bad move. And even Turgeon, to his credit, admitted it afterwards. So sort of admitted that it was a bad move, but I just no. But come on, I, I think that, I think I think they're. I want to I want to partially agree and partially disagree. I mean it. Obviously, Alabama is too good for this team. I think we've seen basically the closest thing to Alabama that I could I could remember from this year was Michigan. And it's just when Maryland can be an elite defensive team when, you know, everything's going right, but against elite offenses, and there aren't a ton of elite offenses in college basketball. There might be 10, there might be 12, maybe 15. But Alabama, Michigan, they're – their elite offenses, and no matter what Maryland does on defense, they're just not good enough. They don't have the pieces to handle all of that. That said, I also agree with Larry in the fact that college sports are momentum games. 
And Maryland was playing about as good as it could against a team like that for that eight minutes. And Turge did what he always tries to do. He tries to steal that extra possession or two before the U-12 by putting in the backups. I don't, I don't hate that. That's fine. If you're going to have to play these guys 32, 35 minutes the game, you want to try and steal a minute there and then get into that timeout to give them a blow. Okay. But when it's all going wrong and it, you're clicking down to the 11-minute mark and the 10-minute mark and the 9-minute mark, it's like, call a fucking timeout. Like, you're, you, you have all the timeouts. You have all of them. Just take one. Don't just stand there like you can't do anything as you're just watching all these threes come in from every – I mean, there were threes raining in from Kansas. It was, it was just – that was my problem. It's just anybody would have thought, okay – who gives a shit if you waste one timeout halfway through the first half? That's not a game winning or losing scenario, but like letting that run go when the team was clearly overmatched, that's just, you just can't have that. And you really can't have that in a one game scenario against a better opponent. And how about only one of those guys at a time? So you've got four potential scoring threats. And you take the the entire scoring out of the team, you're crippling the team. Maybe two at a time. Yeah. You put all three, the entire the whole flow of the entire game is ruined. One at a time, and then you can rotate it that way, so you have at least four of your starters on, and they can still play the same exact amount of minutes. You don't I'm have to do the a, hockey. I've always been a fan of the hockey deal for some reason. I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I I can imagine like that one time in each half where you want to pick a U12 or a U8 and you want to, if you get a whistle with like, you know, 30, 45 seconds left, okay, do the line change, give those guys that extra blow, but you got to be able to step in when it's going bad. And I just, I can't figure out for the life of me why he wouldn't call that timeout after, you know, Alabama just started going nuts. Part of Alabama's three-point shooting is just variance though, right? They're not gonna shoot that well every night because some of those shots, they were guarded. Some of them they're shooting from way beyond NBA range and they're hitting them. That's that's good for them, credit to them, but that doesn't happen every night. And if they shoot a normal percentage, the game's a lot closer. Maryland I, scored, what, what they get, 77? That's usually enough for Maryland to win. I and it may not have been still, but- but it may not have been enough to win because Alabama's so good. But it, it most nights, if Alabama shoots the way they normally do, it's a much closer game. I will say that. Yeah, I, I would. I would argue this. I mean, if you looked at the halftime stats, they both took the both teams took the same amount of three point shots. Alabama made two more than Maryland did. Okay, the thing was during that first eight minute period and a little bit towards the end, they were bricking threes. It's just during that one period. They were hitting everything. So it well, kind of right. the second period during that early in the second half. Are you you're talking about the first I'm talking half? about the first half only. Yeah, but, but the second half one, second half they were hitting everything. But. They scored 14 points in less than two minutes. It was yeah. a 14-0 run in a minute and 58 seconds. Right. That was uh, that was the dagger. Just like that. It went from being a you know, if Maryland makes a couple buckets here, it's a six five, six point two, boom, it's a twenty-three point game. Just like and, that. And so I think say Alabama shot the ball well, and they won't always shoot it that well. And that's true. At the same time, they're what twenty-four and five. They've won eleven out of twelve, so they're good enough to win either way against good teams. 
You know, they're beating everybody. Yeah. And I would, I would say the bigger problem that Maryland had was when you went into this game knowing that there were two teams with completely different styles in terms of tempo offensively. And the only way Maryland's going to win that game is if they basically take the air out of the ball. And what happened was as that, especially after that blitzkrieg um, at, the eight, at the under 12, Maryland started, you know, not taking its time on offense, not running 12, 15, 20 seconds on the shot clock East possession. They were just going out and trying to chuck themselves because they knew they were in a hole. And then you're playing to Alabama style there. You yeah. can't beat Alabama playing like that. The only way you beat them is if you play tough physical defense and you run possessions as slow as you can and get the best shot attempts you can because you're not getting a second shot because their offensive rebounding is terrible. And you just got to make Alabama uncomfortable. If you let them run, you can't beat them. And I, I think Alabama's coaching staff was just – they just played a better game. They forced Maryland to do things that they shouldn't have been doing, and, you know, that was that. He's a great coach. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to talk about that. Who is he going to be coaching Maryland next year, Jeff? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe maybe with some of that Larry buyout money. Even before he signed that extension, which was like a few weeks ago for huge money, it would already have been a pipe dream. A guy like that, he's the hottest commodity in the country. It's like a, a few years ago when everybody thought Maryland should get Chris Beard. No, I'd still take Chris Beard, by the way. Well, you take him, but you can't yeah. get him, is what I mean. Unless you're going to throw like $7 million at him or something like that. He makes four and a half. On, million. on, on top of the $15 million buyout? Right. I mean, who needs a practice center? Let's just take all that money. You and just, just get start. Brad Stevens. You can just get into a bidding war with Indiana for Brad Sure. Stevens. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think he's going anywhere. If he does, it'll be a few years down the road to a blue blood. I would think, or maybe the NBA. I mean, he's he's the it guy right now. Well, he, he's going to lose a lot of guys next year too, right? Then they have a lot of seniors. He's recruiting at a ridiculous level. Yeah. And he built that in two years. This is year two. I mean, that's what I – when I hear all that talk about rebuilding years, there's no rebuilding in high major college basketball anymore. It's no, free agency. Now. Yeah, well, it's free. going to be the least rebuilding required year ever because – Every single player in the country is transferring. And yeah, eligible. It's free. It's free agency. There's there's no rebuilding. You go out and get a team that can coach. win. We're doing a new coach now. You can you can do it if he does it right. You could rebuild overnight. Yep. The, it's the wild wild west. It's this after this season. It's because already there's been a ton, but there's going to be a lot more guys coming on the market, and nobody has to sit out anymore. I saw on one of it was. One of the CBS, when they go back to the studio during one of the half times or pregames, whatever, I don't remember. But it was, what's the guy's name who's also in BTN? Andy Katz. Andy Katz, yes. And he said he thinks there's going to be over 600 players transferring, which oh, is never. insane. And it's going to. What, 400? I bet it's more than that. There's going to be three guys off every team. Well, maybe not. That would be a thousand, but it'll be two guys. Uh, yeah, two guys. Up it there. might. It might be. I mean, if you're if you're in a situation where you're not getting any playing time, why on earth would you stay? Especially if you're a underclassman. Yeah. And there's a I lot guess. of guys who are 
getting playing time and putting up real numbers who are transferring. So just like it was about player. 350 teams, so that'd be two players per team. Yeah. Transferring. In the pool, it might in the be. Portal. I think it might be conservative, to be honest. I, I mean, mean it's, it's that just would a, be nuts. It's going to be Go madness. Ahead. It's going to be madness, and there's there's no excuse for these guys making three and a half million dollars a year to be like, oh shucks, well, you know, I just couldn't find anybody to fill out that you know number seven or number eight spot on my bench. And those no. of us who uh, rely on content for a living will be happy with it too. <laughs> When you when you say these guys saying that, Paul, is there anyone in particular you may be referring you can, to? You can draw your own inferences, probably. Just okay. saying. I'll let the listeners decide on their own yeah. who you might be referring to. Yeah. So the other big situation for the basketball team, shall we call it a situation, is Mark Turgeon and his status. Jeff, anything you want to divulge on this show as opposed to what you're giving out on the premium board about Mark Turgeon? Anything you want to say about what might be going on with him? Well, a lot of it is going to be on the, on the, on the site for subscribers, but I would definitely say it's safe to say that there's no guarantee he'll be back next year. I mean, that's I don't know if that's publicly... No, I get this tunnel vision on what we're reporting and what people I talk to know, so I don't sometimes know what the casual fan might think if they all think there's no way he's gone. But I would say there's definitely worth following very closely during the next month to see what happens. You said percent chance you said 40% that he'd be gone. I knew you were going to ask me the percentage. <laughs> no, I, that, I asked you that, I think, last week or was yeah. it two weeks ago? 51 you still feeling about the same percentage there? Quite honestly, I feel like it's a little lower. That he's, he's you think bad. he's more likely staying? No. Oh, so you think it's a more than 50% chance that he's gone now? Well, it would be more than 60% technically, right? Uh, okay. Uh, look, I was promised there would reversed. be no math, all right? <laughs> yeah, um, I think there's a good – I mean, I wouldn't say it's a done deal, but, yeah, I think uh, – there's a really good – there's more of a chance that he's not the coach in Maryland next year than there is that he is. So there's one of two ways that happens. One is that Damon Evans, the athletic director, decides to end it. Or the other is that Mark Turgeon finds another spot for himself. That seems the more likely scenario at this point, right, because of the buyout money? Yeah, I would think so. Not just the buyout money, but also because – you're in Turgeon's situation, you can't really afford to be fired, right? So uh, if they tell you you're not getting an extension, you almost have to go find another job at this point. You're not going to go in, as we've discussed before, with two years left on your deal and just pretend everything's all good, especially with the state of the roster next year. So you can't. People think that he has the power, but technically I think Maryland does because you want to keep coaching and nobody. you don't want to get fired. No. Um if that were to be the ultimatum or just to play out as a, you know, lame duck coach for another year and then get fired or have to look around. So aside from the buyout money, there's also that dynamic to it. But yeah, I'm sure Maryland, if they decide to make a move, which is clearly possible that they would much prefer to spend that almost $6 million on the next coach rather than buying him out and 
I'm sure as much as he probably doesn't want to leave or likes Maryland, would prefer to, if he's going to move, to do it on his own, own volition, at least, you know, in terms of appearance, than to get fired. So. so if that were the case, that must mean he's already looking. He must be. Got to be. Got to be. Yeah, I, Are, I'm sure, I, I would say with a guy at his level, and he's not dumb. When it's not like these things we're saying that he doesn't he doesn't know them. So I'm sure his agent has been looking for months now, just in case. I mean, the situation's pretty cut and dried. Well, I mean, and and the the funny thing about this is, I I, I think a lot of people think we're crazy wanting to get rid of him. Whereas if you're I don't know, South Carolina or, you know, one of these other high major, you know, Marquette even maybe you're looking at us. And if, if Turge is on his way out, I mean, he's probably a pretty attractive option for a school like that. He could probably be really happy at a school like that. The tournament most years runs a clean program. He's a great, he's a great guy. You know, he, he he's, he's got- not a terrible basketball coach. No. He is. It, I mean, we could argue up and down about it, but he's not a bad basketball coach. He's just, for a lot of reasons, I think not the guy for this place after 10 years of what we've seen. And and you can argue that up and down all day, but it's not like he's, you know, Sidney Lowe. You know, I mean, he's not. I mean, he's outcoached Izzo and Painter right. and all these other guys. If you're, if you're a dud, you don't ever do that for the most part. You know? Yeah, I think he's just one of those guys who's, a good but not great, not elite kind of coach. He's he's not a guy who's gonna take your program to the promised land, but he's gonna he's gonna take you to a lot of winning records in NCAA tournaments. And there are a lot of schools where that's enough. That's that's yep. great. That's that's what they want. That's just not good enough here, in my opinion. There was a lot of um, this is not based on any intel. I'm just saying DePaul, Boston College. Um, Marquette just opened up, so there's you know schools on that level that you would think would be interested, right? The guys, I was telling you, I had the guys over, and there was a big argument over Turgeon. Some of them are the more casual fans that don't aren't as into the program and the nitty gritty of everything like we are. And on the message board, one of them is a Kevin Sheehan listener, and he was arguing very heavily for. Turgeon, and we got into the whole thing comparing Turgeon and the possibility of someone like Dad Mata, which you know, that's speculation or whatever. But I was saying to him, even if you take the chance on Dad Mata and it doesn't work out, his health issues come back, he can't recruit very well, and it ends up being a dud, it's still worth the risk because otherwise you're accepting a certain level with Mark Turgeon. I want championships. I want Final Fours, the shot to win a national title. That's not going to happen with Turgeon. It's worth taking the chance. The next guy doesn't work out. If he doesn't, three or four years down the road, you try again. That's, to me, because the upside, easy. Because yes. the upside isn't there right now either way. Right. So you're not, you're not losing easy any upside. choice to me. Right. right. I mean, I, I, the thing is, Maryland basketball is a program that's – that's been around long enough and is stable enough that even if we hire a dud for three or four years, mm-hmm. it's not fatal to the program. It's, it doesn't become Maryland doesn't become a bad job because they hire Kevin Ollie 
you know, or <laughs> someone who, who just, you know, does, it flames out really quickly, Mark Gottfried, right? Oh, yeah. um, but, I, but I think the issue is, it's kind of a window into your personality, right? There, there are probably plenty of people who are perfectly happy with this. Like, they don't follow recruiting. They don't, they don't, they're not really into this. They're not fans the way that we are, fan being short for fanatic. Like they're just, oh, they made the tournament. That's good. Oh, they look, they had a winning record. Aaron Wiggins is really he's a good. Great recruiter. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and they're just like, oh, well, you know, we're out in the round of 32, but that UConn win was fun. And and I I I, I get I, I respect that. But I I that's not me. I can't understand it because that's not me. Right. I just I, I just we've been doing this for 10 years. This is not year three or year five. It's a decade of my life with one Sweet 16 that they backed their way into. And then got blown out. And got blown out. I mean, I think they've they've never been to a – have they been to a Big Ten tournament semifinal? Maybe once because they once, got a double right? bye. And they won yeah. one game. But they've never won more than one game in the Big Ten tournament ever. Yeah, they lost to Michigan State with the in, the, in that – Yeah, they had a double bye and then won one and then lost in the semis, right? Beat Indiana. I think I think one time in the ACC tournament he won two games, but that was the year they weren't good enough to make the tournament. I, I just, yeah. I mean, I, all of the arguments there. Uh, if you follow Big Ten Geek on uh, Twitter, he's a really good follow, and he had a really detailed kind of look at Maryland's situation. He was looking around, being like, "I don't understand why these guys haven't extended them already." And I'm like, yeah, well, you don't understand Maryland basketball. You don't understand who we are. You don't understand what it's like to have been to the mountaintop, to have made that run, and then just go a decade without even getting to the sweet to the second weekend, but once. I yeah, mean, it's kind of a national feel of like, you're Maryland. Know your role. You should be happy with what you're getting. You know, you're not a blue blood. I don't see why you wouldn't be happy with going to the tournament every year. Like, what are you talking about? It's strange uh, dichotomy between, you know, those people who, who feel like it's enough and Maryland should be happy with what it's getting. And then the, the diehard to want to, you know, they want to get to the second weekend. Who doesn't want to get to the second weekend of March Madness? Well, there's no, I mean, most people don't follow the college season to look to enjoy like some win over Ryder in November. They want to, go crazy for March Madness and feel like you have a chance of making some noise. Oral Roberts can do it. Anybody know? can do it. Right. Any, that that thing he that's said probably, last... That's probably, I would say that probably, for Maryland fans, that rubs it in the most. Because not only are you not a... Forget Duke or whatever, but you're not a uh, Michigan State or Arizona or whatever where you're going and you're a threat. You go to the Elite Eight. There's also all these rando teams like Oral Roberts and South Carolina Tech... Every know, year of hairdressing that are going to the pre-16 every year or Elite Eight or Final Four even with Loyola and, you know, others, Mason and other schools that have done it. So. It happens every single year. And not, I tell you, I, I feel like if he made one run, even if it was like two, three, five years ago, we'd probably be having a different conversation because he proved he could do it. Right. But they hasn't been able to do it. In any single elimination tournament, as long as he's been here, and that quote he had last night where he's just like, oh, shucks, well, you know, this isn't a Final Four team. Come on. You know this isn't a Final Four team. Fucking Oral Roberts might be a Final Four team. <laughs> I mean, Loyola Chicago has been a Final Four team. 
you can't, can't tell me like, ah, oh, well, oh, you, you know, we tried hard and we, you know, we made it as far as we did. So give me another three and a half million dollars a year, man. I'm good. Yeah. It's two things. It's that it's not happening right now. They're not making it happen, but also there's no data pointing to the, to the reality to say that it's a possibility of happening. I, yeah, I got I got nothing. He's he's me, a nice he's a nice guy and a likable guy, and he's gonna make a great coach for somebody. But he needs to get out of my program. I'm I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Me too, Paul. It's, me too. I, I, I got nothing, man. I'm, Some football news. Football media day was today, Jeff. Any intriguing quotes or anything come out of that? Anything interesting at all? Nothing groundbreaking. You know, you're never going to get a lot out of those. They're just going to talk about, you know, the, it was what you would expect to be discussed about how this year he, they're going to take the next step forward. A little bit of talk about the new coaches, obviously new coordinators on both sides. He's really happy with a um, handful of minor injuries, nothing big, you know, really nothing groundbreaking, just kind of previewing the season. But we'll have a lot, a lot of coverage. I did see uh, see one quote, which was amazing, which was uh, Ron Zook, who's the uh, who's now the special teams coordinator, who said, uh, you know, we now have an offense, a defense, and special teams, which we call a we fence. And I don't know why I, found, I don't know why I found that so funny, but it's just like that's just, <laughs> just like an old like football when coach being like it is we fence. Fourth and twenty two, and the punting team comes out, the crowd just start we fence. <laughs> And then, and then and then and then does it so loud and does it so loud that it causes a five yard snap penalty. That'd be hilarious. That would be that would be Maryland football. Oh. But uh, at least there we did something, right? Things were bad, and we did something. Let's try that with the other one that matters at Maryland. Let's try that. Let's do something. I, I do not have non roads for you guys. I was so busy all day. I didn't get a hold of wheels. I have his report from when we were going to go the other day, but it's already outdated. He talks about Maryland women's upcoming game against Mount St. Mary's and stuff, so I'm not going to play it. I'm going to be very disappointed going forward if you don't give us time to like talk behind whatever report <laughs> is being played. Yeah, that Because was really that was funny. the most fun I had on the show. That was, that was really funny. It was. All right. I've got two games for you guys to end the show. We got some time for this. I kind of yeah. Went through quickly to do a couple of games. One of them is so, so good. What do you see? We're going to start with true or false, okay? And then afterward, we're going to do, a, we're going to do guess the turp, but it's a visual guess the turp. Wait, oh, first we're going to start with true uh -huh. or false. I've got six, three of them for each of you. Jeff, Mark, uh, for, okay, I'm going to read a statement. You have to say true or false and expound, expound upon it, obviously. This is just going to be Larry trying to get Jeff to talk about Turge getting fired. So, yeah, the first one, Mark Turgeon has done enough to earn an extension. <laughs> That's not fair. False. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that should be asked of me. That's not – you can't he's, – <laughs> He's supposed to. He's, he's supposed you want to switch, Jeff? That question was so it bad. My just so. All right, <laughs> Paul. We're gonna switch him. Paul, Mark Turgeon has done enough to earn an extension. True or false? 
<laughs> we know what you're gonna say. It's not as interesting if I give that to you, but yeah, okay. but we we gotta pretend that Jeff is still like a like independent, like unaffiliated journalist and doesn't have real opinions about stuff. So I, I will bail him All out right. of that one. All right. Man, let's good. let's skip it. Let's give me skip both it. We'll, of go, them. we'll go to Pulse. Despite Maryland winning a game, it's clear that the Big Ten was overrated. Maryland probably didn't even deserve a bid to the tournament. I think that's going too far. I, I, I think the Big Ten was still pretty good. I don't think these one-off scenarios where the seeding was nuts, there wasn't nearly as much at a conference this year for you to really test the conference teams against each other. I still think the Big Ten was pretty good. I think what we talked about before was that the elite-level teams in the Big Ten were probably not as good as people thought. Um, and we're watching that, that's for sure. Okay. Jeff, number three, Maryland will get at least three players in the transfer market this offseason. Yeah, I'd say true. I mean, they have one scholarship open. I think Wiggins, obviously, is very likely gone. You're going to have a couple guys from that bench crew that never plays. I mean, those guys, clearly, most of them aren't going to stick it out. So just by sheer numbers, you'll have to get three. The question is whether you know, how good they are. But yes, true. Okay, Paul, you're more excited about spring football than anything that might happen with the basketball team this spring. Oh, are you kidding me? No, no, false. We might have a coaching search, dude. (laughs) You bet your ass I'm interested. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that is, that would be, that would be very good. Jeff, there are zero NBA players on the current roster. Uh, I feel like Wiggins has a chance, but yeah, I would say, no, you know what? I'm going to say false. Cause I think he's really starting to come into his own. He's probably not an immediate, you know, he's on a first round, but the, with the way the G league is used now for a guy like him, you can work your way up. So, I mean, if he keeps gaining confidence like he has lately, I mean, he was the best player on the floor. You could say last night in a really, against a really good team. Uh, I was, you know, it was, on the losing side, but he played incredible. So I think he's, I think he's got a chance. So I'll say false. Otherwise, no, I don't, I don't see another NBA player on the team. Okay. Last one, Paul, the big 10 is a fraud. <laughs> I mean, it's by NCAA tournament purposes. Yeah. I think, I don't, I, I don't think Michigan's going anywhere. So, yeah, I think Big Ten is a fraud this year. Well, how drunk are you at this point? I'm getting a little, getting a little, getting a little woozy, to be <laughs> honest. But uh, that's that's why we're here. I'm, I'm in service to you. That's why I've got my trusty diet. Like there's I, a breeze in there. Yeah, I got my trusty diet Pepsi to, to go with, with it. So Nice. Walt, Walt, Walt just texted. He can't come on the show tonight, by the way. <laughs> Damn it. We could have gone right to him. Yeah. Well, this next segment would be better with three players instead of two, but I got my boy, Extra Hippopotamus, to help me with some video graphics. Oh, wow. Yes. So what we're going to do, it's called Guess the Turp. And if you remember, I used to play audio clips, and you guys would have to guess the Turp based on the audio. Well, we're a visual medium now. (laughs) So I got him to create a video for us. It's going to start off blurry. And as we go, it's going to become more and more clear over the course of 10 seconds. 
Can you guys see it? Like Gary? <laughs> Jeff course, wins of number it's one. Gary. No, we didn't even start yet. Of course, that was Gary. Jeff is up oh, one really? to nothing. Cheating Jeff bitch. is up one to nothing. Yes, Gary is number one. Let me pause it right there. We're going to get ready to go. And chat room, you can play along too. You're many seconds behind us, so they won't good, see Larry. This, is, this is a good one. I like this. Yeah. yeah. And when you guys watch on the playback, you'll have fun guessing it too. See how can, fast you can guess it. They can, they can play with each other. Yes, here we go. Number two. There are 14 of these, by the way. Jeff is up one to nothing. Here we go. Number two. As well, Eric, Eric Ayala. Paul wins with Eric Ayala. That is correct. That is correct. We are tied 1 1 after two. Here we go. Number three. Debbie Yao? Boomer Sison. Paul. Yes, gets it right with Boomer Sison. Look at him with his Look 80s at that mustache. 80s hair. Look at that. Good yes. God. Paul is winning two to one after three rounds. Here we go. Number four. Gravis. Yep. Yes. Nice How one, Jeff. I recognize that picture. Nice one, Jeff. We are tied two to two after four. Here we go. Number five. Stefan Diggs. Or no, no. Talia, Talia. Yes, Jeff. Uh, yeah, that was a good Talia one. Talia Jeff is up three to two after five rounds. Here we go. Number six. Who the hell is that? <laughs> the Dan Fouts? <laughs> Jim Henson. <laughs> yes, uh, Jim Henson. It's like, what's Dan Fouts doing there? <laughs> Paul gets it. Jim Henson is a terp. That is correct. The creator of the Muppets. We are tied three to three after six. Okay, here we go. Number seven. Daryl Pines. Yes. That was quick. That was real quick. That was Paul. a total guess. Right there. That was really quick. That is the new Maryland president, Daryl Pines. Good job, Paul. Up four to three. Here we go. Number eight. Um, Dominique Dawes. Lonnie Bernstein. No, Jeff <laughs> got it. Dominique Dawes is that's correct. A guy I know I was, mentioned her today to me, so that's super random. Four to four after eight. An Olympian, Terp gymnast, Olympian, Dominique Dawes. Tied four to four after eight. Here we go. Number nine. What is going on here? Oh, Ralph. Yes. Paul gets it correct with Ralph Friedgen. Paul's up five to four after nine. It could not be any closer. We've got a tight one, five to four after nine. Here is number 10. Feel the drama. Connie Chung. Wow, Paul. Jesus. That was just a that, Wow. It was a human. That was incredible. Paul. It was that a lady. Was, it was a lady. So I'm just thinking. Of, I'm, I'm a journalism alum, man. I know. I, I know all these people. Connie Chung, the younger got people got the, the the mice running quickly. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Connie Chung, the younger people may not even know her. She's very famous news journalist. So, 
Yeah, 6-4 after 10. Here we go. Number clincher. 11. The no, there's, four, there's 14. Oh, shit. Oh, so. That's Stefan Diggs. Oh, yeah. It's a skeptical Stefan meme. That yeah. is Stefan yeah. Diggs. Pulls and up 7-4. And I, I remember that picture. That's the only reason I, I got it. Jeff, you need three in a row to tie it up here. This is that Alabama run right now. What's that? Was on a run. Alabama run. Oh yeah, right. This is the toughest one, I think. Paul's up seven four. This is the twelfth one. Um, Out of the bursar's office. (laughs) Oh, that's um uh, Catherine Johnson, right? No, no, no. Um, Oh damn it! She's the astronaut. Yes. Sarah Jones. I don't remember her name, and I'm Maybe not going to cheat. I'm not going to cheat and Google it, but I know there was a, a Stephanie Terp who was Barrett. on the There's a Terp who was on the space shuttle, and I, I can't remember who it is. Judith Resnick. There you go. Uh, the Terp. She was on the one that exploded. <clears throat> Seven four. Paul, two to go. Paul has clinched it. Here that's we go. Dour. Bullshit. Damon Evans. Damon Evans. Yeah. Yes, Jeff. Seven of five, 12 correct out of 13. That is the athletic director, Damon Evans. One more to go. Here we are. Steve Blake. That is correct. Wait, you see his face. Such a weird shot. (laughs) That's like a white guy dunk face. Crazy diesel in that picture, though. Yeah. Shoulders. It, the the arms look weird. The face looks weird. It's just a really weird shot. Even the uniform, the way it's like blown out, it's all such a weird shot. His head anyway, way too small for his gigantic shoulders. <laughs> I think Paul's so, just got a, Paul's got a higher res monitor than me or something. Yeah, Paul, right. That's uh. So in the chat, Mister Popo <laughs> said Resnick. Now it's hard for me to know whether. He said that before I gave it away because there's such a delay, but I'm going to give Mr. Popo the point. So it was eight to five to one for Mr. Popo. See a lot of guesses in the chat room. They were playing along. That was pretty good. That's a good, that's and a good deal. Thanks again to X-Ray Hippopotamus for creating the video for me. I, I said, can you do, do this where it gets blurry? He said, yes, and he gave me multiple choices. One was really pixelated. It was kind of cool. And I gave him the list of people that I wanted, and he came through with that. He is so good. Man, I love this so free good. help we're getting now. Yeah, he's the – well, I comped him. I comped him on the site. So. You did. Like I said, free help. That is <laughs> <Yeah>. very good. <laughs> least I could do, though. He's killing it. Yeah, no. Yes. That's, that's, that's great, man. It's, I appreciate these kids who got the, got the knowledge. Well, and now that you don't have to give out 20 subscriptions for the bracket challenge. I'm so worried about that, too. (laughs) Yeah. Because if they had made the Elite Eight, that was the deal. The top 20 would win. Instead, it's just first and second place. Jeff was was sweating bullets before the Alabama game. We already went over the standings. So because I was trying to get Walt last minute, I created a fill-in-the-blank for him. I'm going to give it to you guys, and you guys answer as if you were Walt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The MVP of the team this year was. That's really tough because for why for the first like month it was Dante Scott, right? Yeah. Everybody's like he's the best player on the team, and then it became Eric Ayala, and then it became Wiggins, 
And then Morcel's defensive player of the year the whole time. Yeah, so it exactly, could be any yeah. four of them that is realistically. Exactly. It's not Scott. It's for sure not Scott. No, no, it's not Scott. Um, I don't Morcel as good defensively as he was. If you average eight points a game, I don't think you can be the MVP. Some people might disagree with that. Uh, I would go with Wiggins just by a hair over Ayala, but it's really tough because Ayala was the, you know, he was the leading scorer. I don't know if he still was. I haven't, he was four stretches. He, did he finish his, did Wiggins pass him? I don't know. Uh, yeah. That's a tough one. Those guys, co-MVPs between those two. I would say Wiggins just because Wiggins started getting hot and that's when Merrill made that run in February. And that's, you know, without that, they might not be a tournament team. So that's true. MVP for me is Mark Turgeon. All right, number two. <laughs> the, the starting five on next year's team will be. That's tough. Yeah, I mean, it, you assuming the only transfers are the guys who haven't played much and none of the, you know, the main guys leave, you would think it would be Ayala, Scott, Hakeem Hart, and then. Transfer A and transfer B. Yeah, YOLO. <laughs> I mean, unless James Graham, you know, he's had a year, so he might be ready. Uh, I don't think the other two guys coming in, I think they're good, but I don't think they're freshman starters necessarily. Cornish? Cornish is a big guy, right? So he could be the That's power forward. Yeah, he's, a, he's a wing. He's a wing. Uh, who's I, the uh, – yeah, so, sorry. Uh, but he's going to need a little time, I think. He, um, he'll play for sure. I don't think he's a, he's necessarily a starting center in the Big Ten right away. Um, so yeah, those unless Ayala or Scott or Hart leaves, those three and then two transfers most most likely. All right, I was going to set Walt, Walt up for some funny stuff here. You're getting to be an old man now. The age at which you stopped being able to dunk was, and I you was know, Larry, hoping- all those years in the NBA, I dunked a lot and. Um, <laughs> I wish I if I could I would give so much. Everybody's had this conversation, but <laughs> I would pay so much just to dunk on somebody one time. You know, I was in, in my athletic peak in high school. I could I could grab rim and I could just barely tip it over, but I never had like a legit actual I don't believe dunk. You. Huh? I don't believe you. Dude, I could I I'll get witnesses. I got witnesses from the math of gym class, son. Well you are tall, so I'm six. I was six two, and back then I yeah. was like a buck fifty. So okay. like there was a little, yeah. there's there's a little little less a uh, little less gravity action back then, but uh, I, I never. I, I, I just needed like that extra like inch or two to really get over the rim to push it down, but I couldn't do it, and it killed me. I got to the point where I could touch the rim. That's it. Okay, the number of five guys burgers you could eat in one sitting is. Well, they have doubles and triples and singles, don't they? Yeah. So you're specify. No, the like normal double. one's just a double, right? Because they have those really – they're good, but they're really thin there. So I feel like yeah. if I was really hungry, I could put down like five patties easily, five or six. So it'd be like hot. three – because they come with two patties per burger, right? Are you talking about three, three doubles? Three doubles. No, if three it was three doubles. Contest, I'd have to casually go in there with my family and just ordering that. But if, if it was a contest, I feel like I could put down two and a half to three. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I feel like I could do three doubles if uh, if I was trying hard. The problem with five guys is you can't get the freaking smell off your hands. I have to put bleach <laughs> on my hands and sit, set them on fire. And the next day I'll be like, mm, my hands still smell like cheeseburgers. I don't know what they put on those things, man. I'll tell no you what, other- though, dude, that 
that Cajun spice on the fries. Money. So and money. Bag of fries is so money. You can eat it for months. You yeah. know? It's just like Old Bay, right? But they give you like six pounds. Yeah, it's amazing. I think three is about, unless you're... You know, I'm going to go guy. to <laughs> Someone in the chat said we forgot about Hamilton in the starting lineup. That's pretty No, good. we didn't. He might start <laughs> at the four. No, we did not. I did not forget about Hamilton. I don't think he's good enough. He can well, shoot. who else? I mean... Transfer A. That's who. <laughs> this year's transfers wouldn't start over him. The thing with Hamilton is he just doesn't like to play inside. He just wants to be a shooter. And Abe Turgeon said, like, early in the season, he's like, yeah, I just keep telling him, play like you're a shooting guard. So it wasn't like he was defying his role. Turgeon told him to play like a shooting guard. But you need somebody. This team needed somebody to do a little bit inside. And even with that desperation, he still didn't do anything inside. It's like a three and no D, if that's a thing. <laughs> Last one I had for Walt. If you were the point guard on this year's team, they would have made it to the round of? Me? We would have won it all. <laughs> With that's Walt? De- that's definitely what Walt would have said. He would have said that, yeah, for sure. We would have won it all, baby! That's Something like bad. that. I don't know, man. We're not a Final Four team. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Walt was really you got good. an all American on your add an all American point guard to the roster. Like six, modern day eight, Walt or Walt six, in ten? Yeah, right. Like fifty year old Walt or like Walt Walt, like prime yeah. Walt. Yeah, I guess it's a good point because prime prime Walt, prime Walt walks in there. Senior and year Walt, who who averaged twenty four points a game or something ridiculous. He scored thirty points and something like seven straight games. That guy. Because senior year, Walt basically walks in and, and takes Hamilton or uh, Hart's spot. Hart yes. then make, gets you a, a guy who can give somebody a blow off the bench on yes. top of getting a basically ACC Conference Player of the Year. They could get to a Final Four with that team. I mean, he's a, he's, a, he's enough to overcome the deficiencies inside. I think so. I think so. Someone just said more football content, please. Hey, what you're else gonna have is to, there? You have to listen back to the beginning of the show, homie. Got to get we here on time. Football. We did some football early on. I don't know. On the site. Tell them to go on the site. There's an article up right now about the top 10 position battles to watch in camp. There you go. Top 10 position battles on the site. Give us a tease. Give us one, Jeff. Give us a tease on one of them. Offensive line is the one I think is you really have to watch because they that's – me, it's a position they need to be the most worried about, right? They've got uh, Jalen Duncan is really good at left tackle. They've got a couple guys who played well otherwise. Uh, and then talking to people at Maryland, that is the one that they're most worried about. You don't have – like at other spots, you have a lot of young kind of emerging guys. You have some young guys who I think they like, like Ja'Kai Green. But uh, that's a big one. Running back is interesting. Dayon Fleet Davis is the guy kind of by default because he's a veteran who's you know been around and played before and, and has shown some things. But you know, this year more than any year in recent history, running back a huge question mark. Um and then I mean those are the big wide receiver is going to be really interesting for the opposite reason of those because you have too many good guys. Um so you know people assume Dante Demas is the only guy that is guaranteed to be starter. You know, you think Garrett, but he should be, but he'll he'll see competition and, and Loxley's 
very big on open competition for every spot, including quarterbacks. So the number of receivers they have, there could be some surprises there. I want to see um, inside linebacker personally, uh, just not because it's a, a problem position, but just because you've got so many guys in there with Gautay and uh, Hippolyte and uh, potentially Terrence Lewis. Like you've got a lot of talent coming in that are all somewhat unproven, still young, might move some positions around. That'd be just be interesting to see how that uh, works itself out. Yeah, that's the second, probably the second most talented position after receiver, even with Chance Campbell leaving. Yeah. Just going to say on Terrence Lewis, we'll see. You know, there might be some injury deals there. I don't know what his status is. Um, was he included in the little report today? He was not, but, you know, I would still wait and see yeah. if there's any news on him. All right. I think we've done it. I got you guys three special games at the end of the show today. How about that? Very three. Well done, so, so lucky. Yeah, let's uh, come on. The Keep that photo game. Make that a staple. That's good. I gotta we'll do another one. Yeah, that we'll, was cool. We'll do another one. We'll get. We'll start to get a little more obscure because basically everybody on that list was a really big name. So yeah, you're gonna have to start, challenge us. And I'll make sure well, I'm not more. drinking next time. <laughs> and next, and if you get say you get somebody like SVP on or something like that, let's get SVP. We'll play it with him. That way, there'll be three of you guessing, and he would be good in that too because. He would know all the old guys and all that stuff, too, and girls. Oh, yeah. That would be good. So work on that, Jeff. Let's, let's get Scott back on the show. We'll do it. Yeah, we're going to gonna have to move into off-season mode here, so we're going to have to get more creative with our, uh, our content. Well, so. I, think I have some. Probably um, maybe slightly annoyed with the fan base. Probably doesn't want to <laughs> detergent stuff, you know, so I think uh, – We'll get him a later, a little later on in the uh, process of things this spring. Cool things down a little bit. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna be on a break. Yeah, yeah. I have some ideas for the summer stuff. I created a spreadsheet of the all decade team from Maryland from the tens, the aughts, the nineties, eighties, seventies, and then I combined everything before that. So there's six teams that we can compare and maybe put into a tournament. I've got the all-number team I, I created as well. So I took every significant player in Maryland history and saw their jersey numbers, and we're going to figure out which jersey number is the all-time best in Maryland. We can do the Maryland paraphernalia slash merchandise show where we all show our cool stuff because it's a visual medium now. I got ideas. There we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing, I'm still biased, nice. I'm wearing the uh, Red Rain. This is about 20 years old. I'm wearing a Chauncey's uh, Surf Shop shirt. Suck it. Yeah. So, but I thought they'd be kind of a cool show, too, where we all get all our Maryland stuff. Shot you know glasses we, and road signs thing, uh, and stuff. The other thing, Lawrence, is uh, we did the, the all-time draft a while ago. I'd like to do a, another draft, but, you know, it seemed like last time anybody who picked old players got crushed. But maybe if we just did a draft of, like, the last decade or something, that might make it a little more, a little more interesting. I thought about that, too, also because that was six years ago? It was a while ago, yeah. It was Mello and Lehman were still on the team. Yeah, so it was at, least it, like, it, it, at least five or six years ago. 
Yeah, so those guys are held in a different light now than they may maybe had maybe were at that point. And there's been a handful of players now who might get drafted and change the rankings since then. Obviously, yep. maybe Cowan, Jalen Smith, Bruno, right? Now, so, I, think, I think you hold it to a decade. It really makes you piece together a, a team too, not just names. It's an all-star yeah. Because everybody's seen these guys play in recent memory. So you kind of you have a better idea as to how they actually played and not just looking up stats. So Yeah, so someone already commented on my all decade teams and said the tens, the teens would be the best with Melo, Stoglin, Jalen, and Bruno. I'm sorry, no. I'm sorry, no. It's not the best. It's not the best. Probably not the best decade. In the aughts, yeah. you just take the national championship team and put Grievous Vasquez in place of Byron Mouton, and it destroys anything since then. Please, come on. Think about that. About Save the, the content, Larry. How about the 20s? <laughs> that, well, I kind of combined the 20s with the 10s, so if you want to put Marcel Ayala and Wiggins in no, with the – just the 20s, so somebody has to pick, like, Joel This Mario. team? <laughs> this team, yeah. Dockery. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's messed up. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. I, I did a lot of research. And the old guys, there's some old guys that played for Maryland that we don't really know much about. And the credentials are pretty crazy. There's a guy named Al Bunge. He was a 6'7 center in the 50s. He got drafted seventh overall in the NBA. Think about that, what we would think of a player who got seventh drafted seventh right now. Right. That's how big a player he was at Maryland yeah. back in the 50s. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, try, I, try, try being the guy who drafts Al Bunge in the, um, obviously, in the draft to see how that works. <laughs> obviously, he's not as good as Jalen Smith and Bruno Fernando. Okay, obviously, and Lonnie and all these guys. But for not that as time. as good as Arnold Ravaz. Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. If you move him to now, is he as good as, you know, Baron Weiss? Even Bender. No, but for his time, he clearly was. He got drafted seventh. Overall, so he was a very good player at that time, right? Plus his name anyway. is so close to Al Bundy that that's pretty cool, too. <laughs> Al Bunge, B-U-N-G-E. Gene Shue and all those guys. There's so, Will Hetzel, so many so guys funny, back then. These are all names. I've looked at the Maryland record book so many times for articles that these names are – like I never actually noticed them, but my, my brain is recognizing them just because I've scrolled it to me. When we do that episode and I show it to you guys – I'm going to go over all those guys' credentials so that they get a fair shake. They're probably still not going to win. But they're, they're, it's better than you think. All Americans, what would be lottery picks in the NBA, lots of them. Like, you'd be surprised. Anyway, okay. That's enough. I'll be surprised in June when we're doing these shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is now. Yeah, it's the off season. There's just the – Non-rev sports, maybe me and Wheels can do regular shows because you guys hate it. So Wheels and I will get on, and we'll get Hoagie and Poppy Chulo, and we'll do a show, the four of us. No, Jeff says no. He does not want Imus <laughs> brand. Yeah, we got to protect the brand, man. <laughs> got to protect the brand. <laughs> he does not want the Imus brand. Okay. All right, good show, everybody. Thank you guys in the chat room. A lot of great comments tonight. That Subscribe. was really good. Subscribe to Subscribe, the, please to subscribe. The I, iTunes, not Air. iTunes, YouTube page. YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube page. Thank you, everybody. 
We will be back. I don't know when. Are we, are we out of the weekly rotation? I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll definitely let you guys know. We'll keep you updated on the IMS Radio Bracket Challenge and all of those things. We'll be seeing you soon. Bye.